another pro baseball experience podcast and let me tell you a lot has happened (laughs) so i think the last podcast i did was back in october and i was kind of talking a lot about uh the the changes and experiences that that io had uh having been just recently traded to uh the new orleans rougarous and since then, uh, a lot more has happened. But I'll get into that in just a minute. Let's go ahead and do a quick recap in case it's the first time anybody's listened. Um, I'm Io Torrent, player name Io Torrent, as my first player in the pro baseball experience. Uh, he is a season 19 create, so getting into that 10 year hump and uh, well under regression now. Um, was originally signed to a, the Kansas City Hipcats, which I loved my time as I am from Kansas City. Missouri, not Kansas, Missouri, the superior Kansas City. And then I was drafted in the first round to the Supernova, where I was uh, a part of that organization for eight seasons before eventually hitting uh, free agency, signing with the New Orleans Rougarous, and now in my second season with the uh, Rougarous, well, sort of, as we get to the next part of a little bit about me. But other than that, um, I do podcasts for both PBE, ISFL. If, you've, um, <clears throat> if you're a, re, re, uh, a returning listener, uh, I do a lot of ISFL. I did a lot more ISFL because I just recently started at the ISFL, season 32. They're now, uh, I'm sorry, season 30. They're now in season 32. No, that's not right. Uh, season season 30 create. Now, yeah, they're season 30, 32. Uh, so third season, technically. Um over at the ISFL, I did a lot of podcasts, even did, uh, for the month of October, a podcast uh, that had a series of ghost stories at the end. I would highly recommend you checking out IO's pod, ISFL, uh, for the month of October, the last, maybe, I think, five podcasts I did for October. Um, I did a little bit of themed ghost stories and stuff like that. But for the most part, these podcasts, uh, if I don't have a guest, which I do have a guest uh, a lot of the times, and those are always a ton of fun uh, podcast, but if it's just me, it's just me babbling on about the pro baseball experience or the ISFL, going over sort of the recent happenings, of the season, uh, my individual player, and just kind of just you know babbling on about things. But I know most people, I, uh, if I look back at the stats, typically listen to the uh, episodes that I always have a guest. Um, those are usually more engaging, just as it's too. Uh, PBE or ISFL players. Uh, so far, I haven't had a PPE guest, but I uh, other user that kind of talks and we kind of have back and forth banter. I have a few questions for them. They have questions for me, and those are usually pretty fun. But it was just me. It's me, and that's that's what you get. It's IO Torm. Um, I haven't been able to be as active uh, with both the PBE and ISFL uh, outside of I get uh, staying with the update. I'm, I'm definitely on that, and I do pop in most game days, like as of, like right now. Um, the the there's going to be streams for both ISFL, PBE, and SCFL, which I play for the Hollywood Knights over at the SCFL. And 
And then also there's two uh, games ongoing with the fake baseball that I do, the pro, uh, the Major League uh, Fake Baseball, Major League Number Ball, MLR, MLN, um, and where I play for the Texas, uh, the, the MLR, the Texas Rangers, and MLN, the Buffalo Buffaloes, where I'm shooting for that MVP, shameless plug, looking to get that MVP over the MLN. But I'm pretty active in a lot of different locker rooms for all these different things, but I haven't been as active as I as prior times. I started a new position at my job, and I just don't quite have the same amount of time. But I'd really like to get back to uh, engaging more with these podcasts. I used to do um, the PBE Rewind Show, which I think a lot of people remember me by. I did that for several seasons here in the PBE where we did weekly recaps, myself and the team, uh, including uh, somebody who threw me a question in my thread today, Shider me, shout out big dog. Uh, Had a great time working over there. That was just extremely time intensive, especially being the head of the PBE Rewind. Uh, That means like almost like a second job. I spent four to five hours each week putting together those shows, and I did those for, I think, three to four seasons over at the PBE. If you haven't listened to my podcast before, uh, I want to also throw out there, too, that I have a couple of Rugrats upstairs that are uh, should be in, getting close to bedtime, but they you might hear them in the background as my mic sometimes picks up the, uh, the craziness of the old Torrent household. Mm. So, on to the next important thing. Uh, the, the, the drink of choice this evening is just your classic Bud Light. All of October, I mostly drunk the, um, I drank all of the Oktoberfest beers, uh, with the favorite being that Sam, Adam, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I tend to gravitate more towards the darker, but your boy Torrance trying to lose a little bit of weight, and so we're going with the light beer probably for the rest of the year. Uh, anyway, so on to the real big news. Uh, your boy Io finally went through for the first time in his career in any fake sport. I was traded, shipped off from the New Orleans Rougarous, um, which, by the way, is a fantastic organization. Um, I haven't played for a bad one yet uh, in the PBE and or the ISFL. I have been blessed with playing with really awesome active places. Um this was a move that I got to say they came to me about, and you know I, I I think that's really cool that the powers that be over in New Orleans, uh, after I signed there in free agency, we we, you know, we did these last two seasons, playoff bursts in both seasons, number one team in the in the league uh, even, uh, they came to me and they asked um, if I would be open to it. Uh, the team is looking to start regressing pretty heavily amongst all the star players, and they're looking toward the future to get a little bit younger to not really miss a beat. And um, in, in my opinion, I, I'm not—I wasn't going to get in the way of that. They—they they gave me everything that I wanted in free agent after leaving Sarasota after eight seasons. Um, the number one thing that I was kind of looking for was a contending organization to try to get Io that um, that championship. The All Elusive Championship. Um, we got a couple of. We got pretty far in the playoffs of the, those two seasons that I did. They, they, you know, they asked me if I changed to right field. I, I did that for them to help them. Um, you know, even over in Sarasota, uh, the last season I was there, it was pretty prevalent that Sarasota was ready to start rebuilding, and um, they had to start fixing some of the mistakes. 
of, of you know season you know from seasons prior to the new general manage, managers uh, with the draft and uh, trying to get some stuff like that. And I, they you know they asked if I'd be willing to be traded there. I was 100% open to it. Had they have traded me to get some capital, I would have definitely given the team that you know I was traded to the opportunity to resign there. I, and, and for the most part, old Torrent, you know, mimics you know my personality in that I I kind of I kind of do like to do what's best for the team. Uh, you know, in regard if the, if I believe the team you know is you. you if I agree with everything that's going on, uh, there, there have been times, not necessarily in the PBE or the ISFL, where I kind of disagreed with the movement um, or the decisions that were being made. And I just, you know, I kind of just looked out for myself in that regard. But both in these cases of Sarasota and the New Orleans Rivers, they came to me, uh, they asked, which I think is a huge thing. They didn't, they don't have to, they don't have to come to me and ask me if I'd be willing to be traded to help them in their future endeavors. Um, but they did. Both both general managers did. Uh, I agreed to both. And so here I am now um, in my first week as a Buffalo Surge. And uh, so far, so good. Um, you know, it's a little bit, I don't want to say hard, but it's a little bit, um, I guess, a little bit tough to swallow when you, when you go from when it when it comes to the player in, in the se- in the in the season that we're in uh, to go from a team like New Orleans um, who is pretty uh, yeah I don't want to again I don't want to use the word guaranteed but absolutely has an extremely strong chance um, of making the playoffs again as they're only four games back from. Death Valley over there uh, with a record of sixty-one and thirty-three, uh, the third or uh, yeah, the third best record in the entire Champions Conference, um, and to go into a team that you know is kind of on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs in Buffalo, uh, they're forty-one and fifty-three, third place in the Legends Conference, and uh, you know so. You know, if if I if the Buffalo doesn't make it, and New Orleans, and obviously I got to kind of sit on the sideline and watch uh, New Orleans um, proceed through the playoffs, and that you know that's kind of tough because I felt like I was a pretty strong member of the team uh, to help them get them there the last couple of seasons and this season as well. As I even though I'm regressing, um, I'm still you know pretty up there. I think 1500 TPE player, right fielder, um, still prove you know not. Never, Io never produced the stats that I had always desired him to make. Um, I kind of designed him, especially over in Sarasota for those first eight seasons, to be much like Anthony Bauer in terms of just a guy that absolutely people hated facing, a mainstay in the middle of the lineup, power-hitting guy. Um, not quite a max earn, but pretty darn close to it. Um, you know, just a, you know one of those just premier hitters that, you know, no one wanted to face. And, this, you know, even though my attributes were there, the Sim's going to Sim. And honestly, the Sim has just never been that kind to Io, uh, this iteration of this player. So that's kind of tough to kind of have to watch that. Uh, I'm going to be rooting for them, of course. And I'm still in, in you know, in, com- in, in uh, their uh, Discord channel and pretty active still over there. 
as I'm reacclimating to the Buffalo Buffs. Uh, so far, like I said, first impressions of the Buff, uh, not Buff, sorry, that's my MLN team. The Buffalo Surge um, is, you know, I I really kind of rooted for them on the outside, uh, especially when we were doing the Bu- the PBE rewind. Uh, they were of the two expansion teams, um, Buffalo and Seattle. Probably the team that I thought was I kind of I guess kind of rooted for in and, and, and I'm not just saying that as you know just it's true. Uh, I thought I knew who Netlantic was. Uh, I thought he was a really good choice for uh, a GM for one of the GM spots. Um, Net you know seem seems to be be pretty passionate about uh the league about the pbe about um the buffalo uh buffalo surge and so it was pretty cool uh you know i was pretty excited for him um symmetric i've seen around a lot uh you know i I, you know all over the place in in pbe um i think i've seen him in isfl as well um and boat and pbe management when i was the head of the pbe um rewind saw him a lot and so you know i thought that the of, of the two expansion teams i knew both those gms and i thought that i had a lot of high hopes for them and i thought that team would probably be quicker to becoming an, a, a contender in the pbe and, and so far it seems to be true um it definitely seems the surge has done at least since expansion a little bit better obviously this season seattle's hitting that 500 mark at 47 and 47 um surge at 41 53 but, you know, it'll be cool. It'll be exciting to, to kind of play out this season. And, uh, you know, honestly, it's really, really early to, to, to even be thinking about the offseason. Um, I, 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 as I sit here, uh, December 8th, uh, 2021, here in the, in the end of the, new, the year, you know, I, I have no idea what I plan on doing uh, for the end of the season. Um I definitely want to give Buffalo the, the opportunity. Um, if they even want Io, you know, I, I, I think maybe they were looking um, to some of the other pieces they got. Uh, I think they're, I think in this particular trade, I got to go back and look. Uh, there was a first-round draft pick attached, so they, uh, they probably more wanted that uh, first-round draft pick. And let me just see here. I'm trying to see, pull up the transaction on the Discord here. To double check my what I what I believe I saw, um, I'm pretty sure the trade consisted of uh, myself and a first round draft pick. But let me double check. Gosh, too many Discord channels. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, where is it? Uh, thought I saw the transaction channel anyway um yeah i'm fairly certain I'm, I'll, I'll keep kind of looking as we move on but you know in terms of off-season plans yeah i don't know you know i don't know if i really want to go through the headache of you know free agency again it, it, it was kind of um you know i i I'm not big on that stuff. It's, you know, when, when everybody comes out and reaches out, um, you know, I, I get, you get to know these, these general managers and, you know, they all have a really good pitch typically. 
and you know it's hard it's hard disappointing everybody but one the one the one gm that actually you signed with but so yeah i got the trade here um nolasens myself and a season 32 first round pick to buffalo uh and and then buffalo sends uh ruben ramirez my replacement season 25 right fielder that is the future for nola so yeah i don't know if i was just a add-on uh you know i'm not in those conversations uh, i know that first round was probably the the important piece is i'm i'm in regression i'm not going to be you know uh good much longer maybe another two seasons and before i start really being kind of more of a detriment um but yeah, that's sort of what's new in my world uh, in the PBE is the trade. Uh, you know, I saw some. You know, I knew it was. I knew there was conversations about it. They came to me, I think a week ago, maybe before the trade deadline, and told me that there have been some trade talks, and that my name has come up a few times as one of those pieces, one of those veteran pieces to go with. Uh, you know the um, the draft pick, the draft capital that usually these things involve, and I thought you know they, then they said yeah it looks like everything fell through then maybe then the talks started coming up again and in that regard you know it's interesting because it's like it's like you know the major league baseball you know it, you know you, you hear these rumors through like ESPN or whatever all you know Kansas City Royals are talking about trading Whit Merrifield and you know. You hear that through the media and all these leaks, and, and luckily the GMs, I mean, they came to me. It's a little bit different, but just to kind of know that behind the scenes, there's conversations happening involving your players. So, I mean, I mean, it's kind of cool. Um, I'm not going to say, you know, I mean, being involved in the trade is kind of cool that, you know, you're, you, you know that, that concept of it and the, realistic, the realism of it, you know, the realism of, like, you know, real-life baseball that these things happen. You know, I went from living in, you know, in, in character here, uh, sunny Sarasota, Florida, and I moved to New Orleans, which is a great town. And then, you know, getting told I'm going to Buffalo, cold Buffalo. You know, if this was uh, real life, it'd be kind of, it'd be like kind of, you know, <laughs> like getting traded from San Diego to you, you, Toronto or something. You know, um, um, so it, it, it's kind of cool, um, and 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 that's no bearing. Buffalo's cool. I'm, I'm on two Buffalo teams in my fake sports life, and I you know signed with the Buffalo Buffs in this last free agency for the MLN. So you know it has nothing to do with it, but it's just kind of funny. Just kind of funny. But a uh, little bit more about Io in terms of his this particular season. Um, you know he's done okay. Um, Currently batting uh, 230. That's a pretty low average for his career. Uh, slugging still is up there, 418 with a war of 1.9. Uh, 15 home runs. Hey, there's one of my guys. Uh, 15 uh, home runs. And uh, let's see here. How many RBIs? I just saw it, and then I lost it. Oh. I just saw it and then I lost it. Uh, 42 RBIs, 64 runs, 44 base on balls. So uh, since coming to Buffalo, I haven't done too great. Uh, the old average is down. Um, this last week, only like a, I think I only hit like a, like 190 this last week or two. So hopefully, the character I starts getting used to the Buffalo uh, as he, they got me there right there in the four spot. 
um, middle of the lineup, third, I'm sorry, three spot in the middle of the lineup there uh, with Rusty Coons down there in fourth. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it is what it is. It's cool. So, I mean, that's pretty much it for that. Uh, the other thing that I got going on um, is I went on and asked if uh, anybody wanted to ask any questions for this podcast. I don't think this is going to be a real long podcast. I, got, you know, I don't really need the money. It's just more or less um, me kind of blabbermouthing about, uh, you know, sort of big news that happened. So, definitely got some... Uh, I went on there, had people ask some questions, and that's what I think most people are listening to. We're now 20 minutes in, uh, and I'm going to start getting to the questions, and I'm sure that's what most the people that are going to listen to this podcast are here for. So, let us get to the question portion. So, the first question comes from my old GM at NOLA, and good dude, uh, Phillies fan 96 and he asks, what is your favorite moment or memory from your time as a Rougarou? Uh, that's the first question. And um, so that, I mean, there's a lot of things. You know, when I, like, I went into free agency, like I said, uh, playoff. I, I, in the eight seasons with Sarasota, we only went to the playoffs, I think, twice. And it was the best seasons of the eight seasons. They were so fun. Honestly, I think, you know, especially with that clubhouse, we had people in voice chat. You know, Hummus God, Juni Panda, um, you know, Red Arrow, uh, Tristan Lang, you know, all these people uh, in that or- from that organization, we get in the voice chat and chat, you know, and just celebrate together. I remember Hummus and I being in one during a, actually a playoff against NOLA the year before I signed there. And we had an absolute blast rooting on coming back from a comfort behind victory. And those are some of the moments that I really love. And so when I was in free agency, I was looking for that, uh, kind of to regain that, looking for an organization that was going to be in the playoff that would be fun during those playoff runs. And NOLA obviously was one of the top contenders for that. And so when they recruited me, they had a really, they were really, really uh, – they were probably the most uh, excited team to recruit. And so – sorry, I got a little distracted. Uh New Orleans really came in hard and, you know, was pretty clear that they were, at least communication-wise, was the team that was most wanting to sign Io. They came hard. They had a great pitch. Um, they seemed really excited to, for me to come. And, you know, that's what a lot of, you know, players want, that kind of just excitement from an organization that they, you know, thinking that they really, really want you. And they did. And they, you know, obviously the makeup of the team, they were looking to make a couple of more pushes after having, you know, I think several seasons in a row as playoff contenders, not quite getting that championship. And they, you know, hopefully the Iowa can get them over that, that hump. Uh, that was right at the kind of the climax of my career. Um, and bringing him on to maybe be part of the squad to get him over the hump. And that was exactly what I was looking for. And we did. We, oh, well, <laughs> we didn't get the chip. We didn't get the ship, but we got, we got playoff run. So that being said, I mean, all those moments and memories with the Rougarous were, those, you know, the last couple of seasons were awesome. But honestly, I, honestly, it was, it was being recruited by you guys, uh, Philly fan. You guys both, um, you and Eldorian both reached out. You're both, you know, you were very transparent on exactly what you guys 
you know, we're looking for in me. Um, I know you guys asked pretty early on if I'd be willing to switch positions and switch my archetype, which I, you know, I was. And you laid out your plans. And, you know, even back then, you know, I think um, in, in, in this last offseason, there was open communication and transparency about it, what exactly you had in store for me. Maybe next season, I would, if, if I would have stayed, come back and become the DH for another season. And then you guys were going to start really considering looking forward to the future. And, you know, I respect that. You know, I mean, I, 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 I didn't, you know, it would have been, I, if, if, if I would have been allowed to, I would have retired as a guru, I'm sure. Um, but I'm happy to also be a part of your uh, future. You know, if, if, I know you guys gave up a first round draft pick, but I think Ruben's going to be great. Wombat, the user behind the player, um, is going to be great. And, uh, give you, uh, you know, make you guys still really competitive for the next several seasons. And so, yeah, I think the answer to the question, it was the recruitment, the offseason free agency that you guys pitched and everything. It was really fun. It was my first time ever as a free agent in any fake sport. And so I didn't really know what to expect. And you guys made it really fun. You guys were uh, excited. You guys seemed as though you're the most excited to to be pursuing my services and you guys were extremely transparent and it was a really good process and it was a lot of fun. It's what made me really enjoy being a Rougarou and coming to New Orleans. And so getting to get into that clubhouse and getting to experience you guys more through the clubhouse. So yeah, to answer the question, it was that. Um, do you feel as though your time in New Orleans helps your Hall of Fame odds? And this is again from Philly fan. From Philly fan. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, yes. To answer the question, yes. I think going to New Orleans and being part of two, you know uh, playoff teams and, and one of the best teams in, in baseball and being surrounded by this offensive powerhouse lineup that definitely helped my stats and my production because I was not even the you know definitely not one of the players people were pitching around. I had you know Valor and uh, you know around me that was tearing it up and um, you know this just unbelievable uh, Safano this unbelievable lineup these last few seasons um that pitchers had to pitch to me and being a top out hitter you know i think i got a lot more production you know beauregard uh nas hamid valor um christopher brew and so just just um just the best i mean even now right now we're you know number one if you're looking at the Stats and rankings, and the number one team hitting wise in, in the Champions Division in just about almost every category. And so, uh, to answer the question, yes, but realistically, I don't think Io Torrance a Hall of Famer, a uh, future Hall of Famer. I don't think that, even though I, I'm going to probably stick him out for several, a uh, few more seasons and um, try to get as much as I can out of Io, I don't think that the stats during my peak years are going to be there. Now, over in Sarasota, after eight seasons, I was definitely in the top of the leaderboards when it comes to some of the power stuff, home runs and stuff like that. I think I'm number three or four all-time for that organization. So maybe a Sarasota Hall of Famer, maybe, definitely. Not definitely, but maybe. Um, but definitely not. I don't I don't see him as a PBE Hall of Famer. I just don't. If I do, I will be absolutely shocked. Uh, to answer the question, yes, but... I mean, it's hard not to when you get part of one of the best offensive teams in PBE of the last few several seasons. So, thank you, Philly fan, for the question. Uh, moving on, my boy, Shatter Me, my partner for 
uh, the last few uh, iterations of the PVE Rewind, a guy I got to know really, really well week in and week out, spending all the time talking to him, doing live streams, working with him, getting those things. Absolute phenomenal user. Love to be, love that you're here in Buffalo. Uh, get to share a locker room with you for the first time. You have a few questions for me. Uh, number one, do you have any advice for long-term success in the PVE, specifically how to prevent from getting burnt out and, and needing to get to take a break? Um I definitely think it's got to be pace yourself a little bit. You know, I, I came in uh, and um, kind of went pretty hard in the paint <laughs> and uh, did a ton of videos. I started doing the Super so, uh, super um, Supernova uh, show where I just talked about the Sarasota Supernova show where I just did video commentary, much like the PVE run, but just for Sarasota. I did that for several seasons. I did hype videos. I was involved. I got, you know, I got, you know, brought in um, to the leadership position of Sarasota. I, you know, did the PBE Rewind after a few seasons. I was just hyper engaged. And the PBE Rewind, uh, it it didn't, I don't want to say burnt me out. It just, it, it became so exhausting that I just needed a little bit of a break from doing that kind of stuff. Those videos, even the hype videos that are like a minute long takes so long to do and so when i did the i when i went and joined the isfl i kind of did the same thing because i knew i know i needed to earn money and so i kind of went really hard in the paint over there and I've, I've definitely slowed down in my content creation there and so now i haven't haven't done the pro baseball experience now for hmm let's see i think i started june or july of 2020 so over a year going on you know, a year and a half, two years. Um, I, I'm still loving it. I do plan on recreating. I still plan on being a part of the league. I still plan on doing podcasts and content creating. Um, but you definitely got to kind of pace yourself. I think you see a lot of players that get uh, really, really involved really early doing, you know, and then, uh, you know, kind of burns them out a little bit. You know, you got to kind of just pace yourself, take a little step back um, so that you can really enjoy the longevity of it. And so, that would kind of be my advice um, is, I mean, not necessarily taking a break, but maybe just being, you know, just not being, you know, going so hard in the paint, you know, and doing, spending four to five hours a week. And I would love to get back to the PVE Rewind kind of on that note. I'm not trying to dog on it. It was just, you know, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of commitment and, you know, it didn't burn me out, but it was just hard because I really wanted to bring a really good product each and every week to the PB Rewind show. And I know Shatter Me did too. Shatter Me did an, un, an unreal amount of work too. And I think he can probably attest, you know, that just was hard. And so I kind of had to step back a little bit. I do plan on maybe bringing that back maybe one day in some uh, kind of more of a controlled environment, maybe not doing so much video, maybe doing like a weekly podcast where we kind of do some, a similar thing um, and put it on YouTube and just maybe do a few graphics, but nothing to that kind of I think that was just that was just a lot so number two question which position do you think is the weakest league-wide in terms of talent um I think that is turned significantly uh around I think uh you know it's probably easier to narrow down the the top positions um I think that catcher is stout I think there's a ton of really 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 good catchers and in the pbe obviously i think first base has got a lot of all the power hitters um 
you know, uh, I I don't want to say second base because I think the last few MVP candidates, I know Red Arrow was a second baseman, Juni, defensive stud. I know he was shortstop, but um, and then I think the Stefano, uh, I'm so sorry, <laughs> I can never say the name correctly. Um, I think Paulo Di Stefano, oh shortstop. So I thought, um, but you got W.R. Wolf, our GM at second base. Um, that's a really good question. Um, this might be a cop-out, but I might have to say right field. Um, you know, it was a position that Io played, and I, I mean, I might be, I don't know, being, having one of those image dysphoria situations where I just don't see myself as that good, but I was, I was an all-star the last, you know, a season, uh, two seasons now, um, and not this season, but season prior, and I, I won the Silver Slugger, and you know I just I, if I'm the best player at that position, I just I don't know how well that position is in terms of its depth. Um, I think the other one just kind of outside looking in, and it's not fair, but shortstop because they're just they have to be more def- defensive studs um, might have a little bit weaker uh, than say second base. I think second base just has a lot of hitting studs, so maybe shortstop, but. Um, and I, uh, I'm gonna redact that. I'm gonna redact. That. I think shortstop is too important for the defensive side of the ball. That I'm probably gonna. Oh man! But even third base has got like you know some studs. Uh, I'm gonna go right field. Final answer. You know, cop out. But I'll call. I'll call right field the weakest. Uh, number uh, number three. Last question from Shadow Me. Would you rather be an everyday? But otherwise unremarkable player or on a truly great team or the clear standout standout player on a mediocre one. Uh, I'm gonna be honest here. So I was a mediocre player on a stud team already with New Orleans, and it was a ton of fun. It was also a ton of fun when I was basically the last man standing over at Sarasota, and uh, you know was sort of the the top tier player over there. Um, and so selfishly, I'm probably gonna go with. A standout player on a mediocre team. And I think I only say that because I haven't won a championship on any of the good teams. So, um, standout player on a mediocre team. It's always good to earn those stats. I'm not, I, I'm probably going to live, or it's probably going to be where Io Torrent goes 15 seasons, never wins a championship, and never, and doesn't make, you know, doesn't ever win any more awards and doesn't have any more personal accolades. And I'm just going to be neither. <laughs> so, Great question, Shadow Me. I appreciate it. Um, love, love seeing it. And thank you so much. Uh, moving on to another New Orleans um, player, Musha6570. A uh, person I've shared the locker room with quite a bit uh, this last season. You see them a lot. You see, you know, you see these people, these folks around uh, the locker room a lot, and you get to know them um, when you're on the same team. But uh, another really awesome, <clears throat> another awesome user. Sorry, I'm gonna start <laughs> losing my or uh, losing my voice here in a second. Season 24 starting pitcher, Maddie DeFerrari, uh, Musha6570. They ask, "How do you feel? How do you feel you did in Ruger's uniform?" Uh, I feel like I could have done better. Um, I think I gave, 
I don't think I gave quite as what New Orleans was maybe hoping for, being a power hitting right fielder, topped out, you know, uh, pretty high earning um, for season nineteen. You know, brought me in to, to to help get over the hump, and we didn't get it. We didn't get that championship the last two seasons. And so I, I think it was a little unperforming. Um, it was fun. It was great. I great. I loved it. I loved every moment of it. But I don't think I personally, Io Torrent, did very well and maybe lived up to the expectation. How would you rate the Rougarou locker room from 1 to 10? Oof. That's a tough one because I've been a part of a lot of locker rooms now. A lot. And... You know, the things that I've noticed is that almost every single one is pretty much made up of a couple of folks, three, four, five, that are there every day, that are hyperactive, that in in terms of really good locker rooms. And I've had the the, the pleasure of sharing locker rooms with in real life friends uh, over in the MLR. I played with the Boston Red Sox with my best, you know, two, you know, two of my best friends, and so that really helped out. And so that locker room was a ton of fun because it was driven by us three, and then you know, five or six of the Red Sox players that were pretty active, and that was that was a ton of fun, especially during game day. Lot, you know, we cleared the bench a few times and had some fights on Reddit, and that was a ton of fun. So to answer the question, um, I, I would probably say seven or an eight. I think. Uh, New Orleans ha- has a lot of activity. Eldorian is all over the place, an absolute just anchor for that locker room. Uh, you could definitely po- pop in at any time of day and probably talk and, and talk to him. Um, and then there's a lot of awesome great users, some Kansas City folk. KC uh, 15 is in, you know, just uh, it, it, it's 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 a it's a really it's a it's a really good locker room compared to some. Other ones that I've definitely been involved in, and it's one of those ones that I could literally pop in at any time and and just really get going. I think the only thing that I and maybe it's just me, I just haven't been, and 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 this could be a symptom of me not being as involved because of my new my new position at work and just not being as available. But uh, you know, and I and so there might be a lot of uh, side games. But I remember in some of the other places. You know, I would get on and we would, you know, play games um, or do voice chat. And uh, I know that was a lot something that Sarasota did quite a bit. And then we did a team podcast over there. And so, um, you know, I just there wasn't a whole lot of that. But in terms of just your everyday chatter, positive folk, um, it's it's really it, it was it was definitely one of the better ones and one that I would absolutely love to come back to. Uh, definitely on the in, on the list that if I recreate, I mean, I would be stoked if New Orleans uh, drafted drafted my player. Who? Uh, what was no, uh, question number three? What was your favorite moment in Rougarou in Rougarou uniform in PBE in general? So I think I answered the Rougarou one um, one earlier uh, in terms of you know I guess technically in, in a uniform was definitely um, those the playoffs. Uh, and then, and then last season we were the number one, number one team, uh, by, by a margin and just run every single sim, just, just, just decimating folks, um, was a ton of fun. Just putting up crazy offensive numbers on everybody. PBE in general, uh, it, it, you know, I think 
like I think I've touched on it before, but those the the voice chat playoff experience with Hummus God, <coughs> Judy, and some of the folks over there was unreal and um, ton of fun. Because you gotta look at it from the context. New Orleans has been in the playoffs several years in a row, um, and not to take away from it at all. But that first season when Sarasota made the playoffs and, and, and as an organization, even during the Florida Rangers times, just wasn't a huge I don't think I don't know if they've been in the playoffs in like 10, 15 seasons. I have I, I know it definitely not in my time there. It's the first time since I've been there, and this is it was on season like seven or eight for me. And that first time we made it every single game there were people in voice chat on their toes, you know, commenting the game and, and reacting together. It, so that was just a an absolute blast. Uh, and then, uh, just kind of as a, I guess, a second place is um, the PBE Rewind stream that we did live, Shatter Me and Hummus God, that we did live, that that, that because of Hummus' lost internet turned into kind of a, a little bit of fiasco, but it was a ton of fun. And it was definitely one of the better moments of my PBE career, so ton of fun. And the last question yeah, from Musha6570 is, if you were to recreate, would it be a batter again or as a pitcher? I haven't decided on that. Uh, I keep going back and forth. I keep saying I want to do a pitcher because they're more valuable. Uh, they're more, I don't want to say important, but definitely more sought after because I think there just aren't as many good pitchers out there as there are hitters. Um, and so I think, I, I, but at the same time, I, I was a hitter at heart when I played real baseball for, you know, 15 years I of my life. I was always a power hitter, um, third baseman, first baseman person. So maybe I'll move over and try third base. Um and do batter again, you know, after doing uh, first baseman DH for the most of my career, moving on to the right field for the second half of my career, you know, trying that. I haven't really decided yet. Io Torrent Jr. is basically playing both ways right now. He's playing both offense and defense, and when he's ready to get uh, sent over to the minor leagues to start honing his skills, and, you know, maybe he'll be a pitcher, maybe he'll be a hitter. We'll see. Great question, Busha. Appreciate it. Um, I really appreciate your, your time, and it was really great sharing the locker room with you. Um, great user. Uh, next question comes from old friend, my boy, Judy Panda. Uh, favorite PBE memory from each team you played for? I've definitely touched on that. Sarasota, playoff time. Hummus Scott, Judy Panda, um, playoff time. Voice chat was great and just one of the best times ever. Uh, New Orleans, it was um, the whole season. <laughs> Uh, last season, getting on every stream and and just dominating, we were just so good, and it was so fun to be so dominant, to be to expect a win in every single game by a lot, that your team can put up you know ten runs any game, and so um, that that entire season was just a blast. And my biggest regrets is that was right when I started my new position and I couldn't be as involved as I, as I would have liked. But I definitely, you know, popped in. You guys can definitely see me on the stream, you know, uh, talking to, talking crap to Hummus. Um, so I definitely popped in a lot during the streams and, and just loved watching the domination that was the New Orleans team that season. So thank you so much. And then uh, moving on to number two. If you could change anything about your career, what would you and what would you change? Um... Oof, Judy Panic coming in hot with the hot take questions, the spicy questions. 
What would I change? Um, yeah. I did not know about uh, equipment for like the first four seasons of my career. I was brand new to the PBE. Um, didn't really, didn't do a whole lot of content because I didn't know what to do. I just did hype videos. I didn't, uh, I wasn't as active as I probably, even though I talked earlier with Shireman's question about going too hard in the paint, I really didn't start going too hard in the paint until like season, until like my fourth or fifth season in. Um, but I, I really wish I would have gotten at least started. I kind of burned bright really, you know, once I got going, but, but I started off really slow. And so I've always had the goal of being one of the top end earners for my class, like over in the ISFL, I'm one of the top, I think five earners in the ISFL for my class. And I would have liked to have done that. And so, and I think that would have just helped me better with my overall stats. I, I would have progressed better. Uh, I was like 200 TPE from the top of my class. I think Valor, we were in the same class was, is a good kind of example he he really shined in his peak years we were the we were the exact same thing we were we were symmetrical in that he was a big man on campus dh i was a big man a uh, big man on campus dh um i think he started with maui uh i can't who do you, i can't remember who he got drafted by it was uh maui before they became maui um drawing a blank but you know, I definitely always kind of compared stats, and, and he progressed quicker because he was getting the equipment. I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, I did. I read the rules. I didn't really understand the concept of it. <laughs> and I didn't earn enough to, to, to get a, a Hall of Fame equipment. And so it literally took me like four seasons before I realized, holy crap, this Hall of Fame equipment is kind of important for your progression. And so I really wish I would have got a quicker start. So I would definitely change that. I would have changed, um, you know, understanding and maybe asking more questions at the beginning instead of being kind of shy um so the last question from judy Pana: favorite chip dip uh salsa spicy the better the spicier the better when it comes to salsa love chips and salsa could eat chips and salsa every day when i go when we go out to a mexican restaurant um i get full on chips and salsa love it when we go to the bar, I get chips and salsa. When I watch football with friends, I bring the chips and salsa. Chips and salsa, hundred ways. And so that better count as your dip because I don't like cheese dip. I don't like, I don't like cheese dip. I don't like artichoke dip. I don't like guacamole dip. I don't like any of that. That you know, nacho dip. I don't none of that. Mm-mm. Just give me the good old fashioned salsa. The spicier, the better. Um. So yeah, thank you, Judy. <laughs> Great questions. Some absolute brain thinking ones on that. So the last folk uh, person to, let me just refresh this, make sure no one gave me last minute questions, uh, comes from my new GM, uh, Netlantic, from with, with Buffalo. And he says, welcome to Buffalo. How is your adjustment going from NOLA to Surge? Uh, how is your adjustment going from NOLA to, to the Surge doing? Well, um, good, great. Uh, you know, I, I'm already seeing that Buffalo is pretty active. A lot of good young users. You get uh, definitely up and coming. It's very, it's very reminiscent of that of uh, Sarasota. Um, you know, you got my boy Shatterme, and I know him and I are about the same age. But you know, with Sarasota, there was a lot of old farts like myself, and so we all kind of bonded pretty quickly, talking about you know Roth IRAs and investments <laughs> and uh with hummus and 
some of the old farts over there. Red Arrow was our young buck. The uh, that at the time he was, I think he was getting, I think maybe freshman in college, and he was the young, the young fella. And um, so we had a really good dynamic because we we're all pretty similar in age. And so uh, Buffalo, I'm still getting kind of know that. I still am getting to know. I'm still getting to know the users. I'm still getting to know everybody involved. Um, kind of just you know what's what everybody is interested in. Uh, what top your conversations, you know, I'd like to get more involved, uh, here in the, com- uh, tour, you know, with the rest of the season and, but you know, it's going really, really well. You guys opened me with, you guys opened the door with welcome arms. You guys have been nothing but great. And like I said, it's very reminiscent of the Sarasota locker room, um, where I just felt super comfortable over there. So it's, yeah, it's going, it's going really well. What was your first thought when you were traded? So, I kind of th- knew it was coming. Like I said, uh, Eldorian contacted me and said that, that this was possibly going to happen and they were looking to do it. Sorry, the little guys are going nuts. Um, and so, but then he said it wasn't going to happen. And then I, I, the, like a few hours before the trade, he said, oh, conversation's back up. And so it kind of got me perked. Um, and, you know, to be honest, it, 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 my first thought was a little bit disappointed um, not because of Buffalo or really anybody who was involved. It was because, you know, I thought New Orleans had a really another, another really, really good shot at going far in the playoffs. And maybe I even kind of thought since we weren't going in as the number one seed, the number one dominant team, and we were kind of more of a m- m- kind of middle and maybe a top three or four team going in, that we had a better shot of winning it because that seems to be the case with PBE playoffs. It shows usually those third or four seeds that take it. And I thought, well, now maybe not. Since we're not coming in so dominant, we're going to win this whole thing. And so I was a little bit disappointed in that. Kind of going from this really, you know, uh, playoff bound, probably, you know, just one more chance to win the ship and not really finish what I started here. You know, was kind of my first thought. That being said, like I said earlier in the podcast, I told them to do it. I said, you know, they they told me who was involved and in, in, you know what was kind of happening. That buff, yeah, that you know, you got Buffalo was sort of the, the team that was on the table, even who who they were looking to get with Ruben, and that he was a season five or season twenty five right fielder, and Wombat's an awesome user and has a lot of history, and he's going to be a high earner and uh, an anchor for this uh, offense and defensive side, you know, team for the future when they start rebuilding for the future, and and it's I would be absolutely. I'd be a douchebag if I said, nope, I refuse, you know, don't trade me. I mean, they could do it anyway, but if I would have kind of had that kind of an attitude, and it, and I, and it was 100% honest. Yeah, I want New Orleans to succeed. Just like I wanted Sarasota to succeed, you know, to succeed. And I still do. I, 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 I every team that I've been a part of, I, I, have, I root for. And, you know, um, and so, you know, I still root for Sarasota, and I'm going to root for New Orleans if they make the playoffs. And, because you know you get to know the players and the general managers, and you really and you know the work that goes into it. You know when I was in the the war room at Sarasota, Junie was just absolutely an absolute machine, trying to do everything he possibly could to get Sarasota back into the winning direction and to get into the playoffs. Um, and, and you know, and, and, and when it was our window, you know, kind of sold the farm to get there, sacrificed you know his future and having more heartache as a team you know as a gm that's rebuilding to try to get us to take the players that championship and so you see that and you root for those kind of guys you root for eldorian you root for philly fan you root for sirs you know you root for uh junipana you know and i'm gonna root for net and i'm gonna root for symmetric and you know so far it's you know um 
you know, it, it, that's kind of cool to kind of have those connections. And so, uh, you know, yeah. So even though my first to my to answer the question, my first thought was it's kind of a bummer leaving New Orleans, leaving something that is known to me. I know these everybody in the locker room and being part of this, you know, playoff bound team for the last few seasons and then going to a team that does you know kind of was on the outside looking in still has a shot mathematically we can absolutely buffalo can just start tearing it up had a rough sim this last go but you know we can win out and make the playoffs and be that you know and you know, i might get that ship with buffalo it's absolutely on the table it's not you know it's not like i'm, I'm we're i got traded to a last place team but you know just going from one of the more like dominant teams of the last several seasons 10 seasons almost you know to kind of an up-and-coming team and knowing that you know i'm probably io's not in buffalo's future in in that buffalo's kind of an up-and-coming team they're they're they've got a lot of young great players and, and io's regressing out and only has maybe a few more seasons of being able to really contend or really contribute and so i don't you know i'm definitely not a i wasn't the reuben part of the trade i wasn't the part that you were trading for to build for the future, I was the the piece to like sweeten the pot, so to speak, to get that first round draft pick. So, you know, a little a little you know honesty there, a little you know disappointed. But now that things have settled and I'm getting here in, in Buffalo, it's great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, how did the name Io Torrent happen? Ah, love this question. Any of my old any of my podcasters uh, with the ISFL that have listened will know this story, but um, this will definitely be the first time I tell it in the PBE. So I am an older guy, mid-30s, and uh, when I was a young lad, uh, my boy Halo and I, Haloic, um, uh, guy that anybody that does MLR MLN knows, Haloic Oasis, we were, we were best friends growing up, and this is back in the AOL days, American Online, we had AOL Messenger and logged on via, you know, dial-up. And you had to tell your mom to get out the phone so you can use the phone to use to dial into the internet and go into chat rooms. You know, you had these cool chat rooms and these uh, AOL AIM names. Well, at the same time, uh, we were in school, uh, uh, elementary school, I believe, maybe middle school. And we were studying the universe. And I've always kind of liked astrology and been fascinated with space as uh you know i love big big star wars and sci-fi guy love it you know right now i'm tearing the hell out of star citizen because i get to fly a ship through space it's awesome but uh even at a young age i was very fascinated by the universe and we were studying the planets and jupiter planet jupiter has a a, a few moons and there was two moons that were really cool names it was io I-O, I added the E because I didn't know how to spell as a kid, and I just, it just stuck, but I-O, the moon of I-O, I-O, and the moon of Ganymede, I was I-O, and Haloic was Ganymede back then, and that was our AOL usernames back then, <clears throat> well then we were in, uh, I was really into uh, coming home and watching, uh, gosh, uh, what, what was that, uh, cartoon it was a cartoon network toonami and uh, i would always rush home to watch toonami and love the anime shows on there and was real big into anime back back then and there was a show called ronin warriors and in the show 
there was a character who had uh, I'd have to I'm, I had to double check I don't know if it was his name uh, or like his power because uh, they all had they were all ele elementals um, you know the fire water kind of armored themed Ronin warriors and there was a um, one of them who had the name Torrent. And so I thought that was that was super cool, uh, and so I, I kind of uh, took that that name and combined it with Io Torrent, and uh, you know I think it was actually the the armor was called Torrent. Uh, uh, yeah. I think yeah the 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 running warrior's armor sigh of the torrent, um, the blue running warrior, uh, and I got the, and that's where I took that name, uh, sigh of the torrent, uh, and so I loved it, thought it was cool. So this is so if anybody thinks this is because of like BitTorrent or uh, you know downloading torrents, I my name came well before that. I had the name torrent before that stuff, so. Io Torrent, which is a combination of studying the moon of Jupiter, taking the name Io, watching Ronin Warriors on Toonami, and taking the name Torrent, combining it, and creating Io Torrent. And it's stuck for, gosh, 20 plus years. You know, it's always been my my handle on basically everything. eBay, my YouTube channel, uh, any online sort of identity has always been Io. And I think every character that I have you know, I'll torrent in the ISFL, I'll torrent in the MLN, I'll torrent in the MLR, I, I, I'll torrent in the PBE, IO on Discord. That's that's just that that's me. That you know, I got IO torrent and Mrs. Torrent. And so that's how the name came to be. And uh, the long, the long, the long story of it um, uh, was yeah. So that that's how the name IO torrent. So thank you again, Ned. Great questions. Um, so I want to, again, that was the last question of this part. We're getting ready to wrap this baby up. We hit 57 minutes, almost getting to that full hour. I wasn't aiming for a full hour. I was actually just trying to be quick. But as you can tell, if you made it this far, I am an absolute rambler. And so uh, I, I can just, I can talk. That's why podcasting is easy for me. Uh, thank you, everybody that asked the questions. Philly fan, Shiderme, uh, Musha6570, Junie Panda, and Net. Um, Thank you to New Orleans. These have mostly been my the, the, the most probably only the people listening are going to be the three teams that I played for: Sarasota, New Orleans, Buffalo. Uh, wish you guys the best of luck um, moving forward. And you know, um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the future holds. It very well could be that I finish my career back in Sarasota, New Orleans, or I can finish out here in Buffalo. I don't know what the future holds for IO. I really hope that there's maybe a few more good seasons left in him. Uh, to produce and be a, uh, be a player for a really fun team. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I actually wanted to get to some theme stories, like the Halloween stories. Um, I didn't get to that. I might have to put that on the ISFL show um, where I'm going to talk about Christmas stories. I'm going to talk about some of my youth. Now you know I'm in my 30s, my mid-30s, where I grew up in the late 80s and all through the 90s and probably had the best childhood ever because the 90s kids are the best. And I have a ton of awesome Christmas stories growing up here in the Midwest 
And so I want to get some of those Christmas stories out there before Christmas. So uh, thank you for listening to IOS Pod PBE Edition. Please take a listen to the ISFL um, pod if you are interested in that or you were in the ISFL. And thank you so much, everybody, that took the time to listen. Have a really, really great uh, holiday. If I don't uh, do another podcast, have a great holiday season. And uh, everybody be safe out there. Take care.